when you draw out the point, you don't need to just describe the text that you just described. You don't need to summarize the text that you just summarized. What you need to do is show us the action. Where is the application from the truth that we just were taught? When it comes to making a point in your message, you want your points to work. What makes a point work versus what makes a point stink and not work? That's what we're going to talk about today here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast. This is episode 29. My name is Lane. I am your humble host. It's so awesome to have you joining me today. This is a podcast that is designed to help you preach with more impact and more clarity and more focus than ever before. I want to help you communicate. I want to help you preach life-changing messages. We've been helping preachers since 2014 here at Preaching Donkey. We've got two books. We've got a couple courses. We've got the YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to like this video. Let me know in the comments what you think about today's content. If you're listening over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio or wherever you're listening, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in today. Be sure to leave us a review if it's five star. If it's not five star, don't bother. We don't want to hear about it. I'm just kidding. We do. We're we're concerned about what you think, but we want it to be five star. Well, let's get started for today. So I was doing a sermon evaluation today, just earlier today. This is something I do. By the way, if you want your sermon evaluated, this is something we offer at Preaching Donkey. Just go to preachingdonkey.com slash sermon eval. You can either get one sermon or two. If you get one sermon, we just do the sermon. And what happens is you send me the link I watch it, I write a bunch of notes, and then we jump on a Zoom call and we go through my notes. I give you actions, things that you can work through, things that I saw that were great, things that I saw that you can work on. And then if you do the two sermon option, we'll do a sermon, we'll wait a little bit, you'll take uh, take note of some of the suggestions, apply those, send me another link, and we'll go through the process again. So you get a little bit of a discount if you do two sermons, you get kind of twice the amount of evaluative feedback. But I find the evaluation process to be really fun, not just for the the person, but for me. I, I, I love to watch sermons, and I love to listen to see how people preach, what they're preaching on. And so if you're interested in that, again, uh, preachingdonkey.com slash sermon eval. But today, I was evaluating a message, and a common thing came up that I see a lot when I do evaluations. And that is the way I see pastors structuring their points, the way I see them delivering their points and crafting their points, I think could be improved. And a lot of it comes down to just a few adjustments that you could make. So in this episode, we're going to go through all of the ways, starting with the mistakes that people make with their points, some common mistakes, and then we're going to talk about what are one or two really simple adjustments that you can make to make your points punch a lot harder and tighter in your messages and as a result, make a much greater impact. The first thing I want to talk about is the mistakes that people often make. What are some common mistakes when it comes to points? Well, the first mistake is not making a point, okay? Right, there are sermons that literally have no point. I mean, there's no bottom line, there's no points, there's no supporting points. And so the first thing you wanna do is say something. And really, what a point is, is not a, the, the point of making a point is not to make the point, it's to take the, the totality of a section of your message and distill it down into a thought 
and communicate that thought. If you think about it, when you preach, people are hearing a lot of words being thrown at them. And so if you never make a point, then people don't have the opportunity. You haven't made them you haven't made it accessible or easy for people to say, oh, okay, from what you said here and what you said here and what the text says here, I'm supposed to draw this conclusion. So not making a point, I think, is the number one mistake. The second thing that people do when they make a point is they just describe or summarize what's happening in the text. So maybe they'll read a portion of the text and then they'll just kind of describe it, right? Uh, Or describe a truth from it. And that's kind of getting you halfway there, but here's what I would suggest doing instead. Instead of just describing what's happening in the text, consider walking through the text. So read the text first and teach through the text and build on the, like draw out the tension of the text, draw out what's in it, draw out the things that you're seeing in there that are interesting or that we we might ask questions about or might be confusing, teach through it, build tension around it. And then when you draw out the text, you don't need to just describe, I mean, when you draw out the point, you don't need to just describe the text that you just described. You don't need to summarize the text that you just summarized. What you need to do is show us the action. Where is the application from the truth that we just were taught? So don't just describe it, give us the action. Let me give you an example. So in the sermon that I was evaluating today, one of the points, the first point was a purpose to achieve. That was the point. The text was Philippians 2, 12 through 16. So verses 12 and 13, it says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So he reads this, he teaches through it, and then he says, Paul is giving us a uh, a purpose to achieve. That was the point, a purpose to achieve. And my suggestion was to take that, that's a good phrase, and he showed how it came out of the text. He showed how he derived that from the text, so all that was fine, but a purpose to achieve is a static point. It's just a description of what happened. It's just a summation of what happened. Instead of a purpose to achieve, make it personal. God has given me a purpose to achieve. If you think about it, if you have people that are looking at the screen, maybe you have blanks, maybe you're, maybe they're putting it on their notes with blanks, or maybe you just have a sheet of paper, or maybe they're doing this on uh, an app like Bible.com, writing the words, a purpose to achieve, as the point, means nothing to the person writing those words. It means nothing to the person in your congregation. It's just a purpose to achieve. However, by simply changing that to the first person and making it action-oriented, it means something now. God has given me a purpose to achieve. Now what you've done is you've taken this text that's somewhat ethereal and you've brought it to real life. So my point here is to say, make your points action-oriented and make them the resulting action of the text that you just went through. So rather than reading the text and just describing what happens, read the text, describe what happens. Instead of doing that, 
Read the text, teach through it, build the tension, and then draw the point out and make the point itself application. What this does is it limits having to shove all the application at the back of the message. This is very common where people will front load their message with just truth and concepts and propositions from the text, and then at the back end of the message is a list of applications, right? What, what, what do we see from this? Number one, number two, number three, number four. My suggestion is take, instead of having a situation where these two things are completely separated, just combine them together where you are both teaching and giving the application and teach a little more and give the application so that people are connecting the dots between an immediate understanding of the text and an immediate understanding of how it's applied an immediate understanding of the text and an immediate understanding of how it's applied. When those two things are happening, what begins to happen is people wrestle with the text with you. Then they see, oh, okay, so these are the questions I had that we wrestled through. These are the problems that I saw. Man, I, my life is not stacking up. We wrestled with that. These are the things that I don't quite understand about this text. So we brought in some context and some, uh, we brought in some history and we brought in some other text to help understand it. So, the, so we wrestled with it together, and then when that's finished, we move on to how does it apply, and that's the point. That's where you punctuate that text with the point of how it applies. And again, I like to make this first person because I feel like there's so much to be said about making it personal. This is not to say that every text is about you. That's not what I'm saying. It's not to say that every text is meant to be about me and my self-actualization. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that if you do a good job of teaching through the text and then you draw out a point that is an application, it is going to apply to the individual. So by making it first person and having them write it or even having them say it or certain words from it, you're helping them understand this is the connection between God's word and my life. And it's immediate. And I think that goes a lot further. So don't make the mistake of, first of all, not making a point. Don't make the mistake of making your points benign or neutered to the point where they're literally just a description of what's happening. Instead, make the points action-oriented so that they're actually an action in themselves. They're an application in themselves. And then personalize them such that when people write them down, when they hear them, when they read them, when they say them, they go, oh yes, this is about me. I don't have to wait to the end of the message and try to remember how this application connects to whatever we just taught because you're connecting these two things together. That one simple change will go a long way in helping people make the connection between what you're teaching and how they're living. So this was a quick one today, but I wanted to give you something to work with if you're making a message right now which a lot of you are, it's a Thursday, and you might be working on a point and trying to figure out how do I structure this in the best possible way. So again, preachingdonkey.com slash sermon eval if you want me to look at one of your messages personally, and we'll be able to hop on a Zoom call and talk about it. Otherwise, I'll see you next week for the Preaching Donkey podcast, episode 30. Until then, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you, and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey podcast. Thank you.